Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. Hallelujah on this morning. We certainly praise God for, amen, the setting, amen, on this morning. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I just believe that the stage is set, man, to encourage somebody. I mean, after all, our mission statement, glory to God, involves encouraging and empowering and equipping, hallelujah, individuals to live a victorious life in Christ Jesus. And I just believe that the people of the Lord, men, are blessed on today. Would you get your Bibles? I want to go quickly to the word of the Lord. I realize that the time is far spent. God truly has been glorified. Hallelujah. God has been glorified. I just thought that one while there we would just go on. Hallelujah. And just praise and magnify the name of the Lord. I mean, we were having a pretty good dress rehearsal, and I just thought that we would continue on in it. But I realized that somebody still needs to hear the word of the Lord through the preached word. And so I, I would that you would certainly pray for me on this morning, but I'd like to direct your attention to a familiar passage of scripture in the book of Philippians, chapter, uh, chapter four of the book of Philippians. And we'll be reading uh, as, a, as a backdrop uh, to what we believe that the Lord would want the church to hear on today from the 12th through the 19th verse. Philippians chapter 4, verses 12 through 19. When you have it, say amen. amen. I invite you to read along with me. I now bow, I, I know how both to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Notwithstanding ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. And now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have... I, but I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory 
by Christ Jesus, but my God, your God, shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Would you just point at someone, I know it's kind of rude to point, but since we can't really touch, just point and tell them, your God shall supply your need. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, we honor you and we bless you on today. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege and the opportunity that you've afforded us to stand before God, your precious people, we pray, God, that you will continue your hand that's good up on uh, your word. Oh, God, we pray as an oracle of God that you would speak, oh, God, clearly, oh, God, to this audience, whether they be in the room or whether, God, it, it, it be through the internet. You have the ability to communicate your thought, your will. You know who you want to target on today. You understand, oh God, the situation that we find ourselves in at this moment. Whether, God, we are a part of that group that has abound or whether we're abased. God, you know where we are. But you promised in your word, oh God, in verse 19, that you're still our God. And you're still the God of all supply. And so we ask, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, that you would meet every need, oh God. In the name of Jesus, you promised that you would. Hallelujah. And your word, oh God, hallelujah, you stand behind your word. You hasten to perform it. Somebody needs you on today. Somebody needs you to perform your word, oh God, in the name of Jesus, so that they might be encouraged, they might be strengthened, they might be equipped, oh God, in the name of Jesus, so they don't faint in the day of adversity but remain resolute and strong even in this hour. God, we'll be careful always to praise your name for it, give you the credit for it. Hallelujah. We'll have a testimony. Hallelujah. How you've taken us through the test. And give your name praise and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody help me praise the Lord. God is worthy. God is worthy to be praised. And, and I realize it's, it's a relatively easy to do that with our hands and with our mouths. Hallelujah. But the Lord is saying to us, especially in this hour, according to Rome, Romans 12, that we should be in the process more now than ever of presenting our bodies as living sacrifices, the way to really give God the glory, the way to really give him the praise is to honor him with your life, honor him with serving him and doing it gladly. Hallelujah. We thank God for, amen, the atmosphere, for the presence of God that, that's in this place. Hallelujah. Something good is going to happen to somebody on today. In this fourth chapter of the book of Philippians, uh, Apostle Paul here is writing to the church at Philippi, and he's recalling not only his good days, 
but he reflects upon his bad days as well that he had experienced. And too often we can only appreciate the hand of God at work when things are going our way, when things are going the way that we had hoped for or that some way somehow God meets some expectation of ours. And it's at those times when we don't mind quoting this 13th verse where it says, I can do all things through Christ that which strengtheneth me. And in most instances, when we are quoting this scripture, we are making reference to some area where we've experienced victory or we're realizing some dream or goal that seemingly has been fulfilled that we had, some accomplishment of which God has enabled us to have, hallelujah, some level of success so that we might have a testimony of how great God is. And we do that when things are going well, when some Something is happening, hallelujah, that we've prayed about and God has come through. But we need to read more into this particular passage of scripture when Paul begins to talk about the fact that, uh, glory to God, that, that he can do all things through Christ that strengthens him. Because in this passage, Apostle Paul is not talking about just the ups. But he's also referring to the downs. He's making reference to the, when he's talking to the Philippian church about the days, glory to God, when, uh, hallelujah, he had all that he needed. And those days also when he had to go without. He speaks both of victories and defeats, successes and failures. The times when the circumstances would leave you exhilarated as a result, hallelujah, of of the experience that you've had with God. But he also flips it and says, uh, hallelujah, I praise God even for the times, uh, hallelujah, when I have felt down, when I've been disappointed, when I've been disillusioned, uh, when I thought it was going to come through, but it didn't. And so Paul is literally saying here, that with Christ, I can do all things. With Christ, I can endure all things. With Christ, I can go through all things. See, anybody can handle the blessings and the victories of life. All of us enjoy those mountaintop experiences of living for God. But the real test of whether or not you have faith in God. The real test of whether or not you are faith-filled in God. Hallelujah. It comes when you are confronted with the difficulties and the adversities and the vicissitudes and the difficulties of life that you would experience in the valley. See, when life, what what do you do when life deals you a blow? that takes the wind out of your sails, that totally devastates you, that humiliates you, that humbles you, that knocks you to your knees. What do you do? But the apostle Paul is saying here, he's giving the Philippian church an encouraging words and it brought tears to my eyes when I thought about it. He says that with Christ, 
as my strength. Not only can I trust God when I'm full, but I can trust God when I'm hungry. I can trust God when he comes through and I can trust him when he doesn't come through. I can trust him when he heals and I can trust him when he doesn't heal the way that I thought about it. I can trust him when I'm abound and I can trust him when I'm being abased. He says to the church at Philippi, that when I departed from Macedonia in the beginning of my ministry, no church sort supported me in preaching the gospel, but the church at Philippi. And he goes on to commend them for responding to his need. Every time that he called upon them, they responded to what he was asking for. And even though as one person he wasn't able to meet their need, he didn't have the ability as a single individual to perhaps meet the need of the Philippian church. He did say to them in his writing that we have a God. Somebody say, we have a God. I don't know about yours, but I have a God who can supply all of my needs. And there is a word in this passage that caught my attention. In verse 19, where Paul says, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And he was insinuating in this point that God is more than just able, but God is also willing. It reminds me of the man in the 8th chapter of the book of Matthew who was a leper. And he says to Jesus, Lord, if thou wilt, if thou will, can you heal me? In other words, he was saying, Lord, I know that you can. I know that you're able. I know you have the power. But I'm thinking that perhaps he had been previously dealt with cruelly or unfairly and disappointed. And so he questions whether or not Jesus was willing to do what he already knew that God was able to do. So Paul is telling the church that you are not only serving a God of ability, but you're also serving a God of willingness. Not only does God have the power to bring you out, not only does he have the power to meet your need, not only does he have the power to heal your body, hallelujah, but when you call on that great name, somebody shout Jesus. that he will demonstrate the power to help you in the time of your need. And it becomes paramount in the life of the believer to learn how to seek the face of God more than we seek the hand of God. That, 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 
means being able to get in God's face. That means being able to capture God's attention. That's why we spend so much time in praise and worship and doing our very best to get everybody involved, uh, hallelujah, so that we can capture the attention of God because he dwells in the presence of his people, in the praises of his people. That means to get in God's face to get his attention, to get his face turned in your direction. Hallelujah, because wherever the direction of the face of God is directed, the favor of God flows in that direction. Help me say that. Wherever God's face is directed, his favor flows in that direction. So you want to spend time getting in God's face. Uh, hallelujah. That is why the enemy tries to get us to doubt God. To doubt God's ability. To doubt even God's word concerning uh, what he says that he has in store for the believer. The, the Bible describes the devil as your adversary. 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion that walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Hallelujah. The enemy is your adversary. And anybody that's associated with him is your adversary. But he's not only your adversary, he's also God's adversary. And so what the devil tries to do first is he tries to make us doubt God. If you don't believe me, ask Eve. Eve in the Garden of, in, uh, in the, in the garden of Eden, uh, hallelujah, the devil fashioned as a serpent uh, came to her and said to her, surely God didn't say that if you ate of the, of the tree of the fruit in the midst of the garden that you would surely die. And in that moment, he was trying to get Eve to doubt God. But in the story of Job, God says to the devil, have you considered my servant Job? He is a perfect and upright man that feareth God and escheweth evil. And the devil said to God, sure I have. You better know I have. But because he's only serving you because of all the things that you have blessed him with and because you have a hedge all around him. But if you take the hedge away, I'll make him curse you to your face. And so he was trying to get God to doubt you. The devil accuses us before God and then accuses God before us. And if you're going to receive, hallelujah, the, from the God of all supply, you've got to learn how to tune, uh, turn a deaf ear, glory to God, to all of the rhetoric and all of the chaotic noise that the, that the devil brings and learn how to hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. Learn how to accept the word of God, uh, to hide it in your heart uh, that you might not sin against him uh, and hear what God is saying to the church more than what the devil is trying to say. Yeah. Romans 10, 17 says, now faith come by hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. And the reason that too many of us are not exhibiting the kind of faith in God the way that we should be is because instead of hearing and knowing what God has to say, we spend too much time allowing ourselves, uh, hallelujah, to be imparted to uh, and led uh, and influenced uh, by those that are being controlled uh, by the enemy. The very adversary of God. Jesus told us to pray. Pray to the Father. In Matthew 6 and 9, he says, he teaches us the formula of how to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And when we look at the word father, one of the definitions of father is provider, originator, or the source. And everything that you need, glory to God, God should be your source. I realize that God uses people, hallelujah, and people have stuff, but people are only the resource. That God is still the source and everything that you need it may come through the hand of a man or a woman but they are the resource but you are a child of the most high God hallelujah you are a child of the father don't you worry if the resource doesn't want to come through because you have access to the source somebody ought to praise God right there As a matter of fact, sometimes I don't want the resource because the resource is finical, it's finicky. Hallelujah. Sometimes the resource wants a favor in return. But if I go to the source, hallelujah, all he wants is a praise. All he wants is obedience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many know him as a source? Yes, Lord. In the book of 2 Kings, in the fourth chapter, there's a story there, hallelujah, about a widowed woman who was indebted to, to her husband, her dead husband's creditors. And they were coming to take her sons. And they were going to hold them as bondsmen or going to hold them as surety until she paid off this tremendous debt. And so she cried out to uh, the prophet Elisha. You can read this in the fourth, fourth chapter of Second Kings. Uh, she cries out to him because she doesn't know what else to do. Uh, hallelujah. And so that's why I believe the, the impetus for the song that, that comes from the songwriter, when you tried everything uh, and everything has failed, try Jesus. Now, I, I've got an amendment to that. Hallelujah. And it goes a little bit like this. Before you try everything else, and everything else fails. Hallelujah. Don't be like the, the woman with the issue of blood. Come to Jesus first. 
But in this fourth chapter, the widowed woman, uh, uh, she is indebted and she cries out to the prophet. In the prophet, she said, what am I going to do? And the prophet asked a question. He asked, what do you have in your house of any kind of value? And she said to him, I don't have anything except for this little cruise of oil. And how many know that little becomes much when you place it in the hand of the man of God, in God's hand? The prophet says to her, uh, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take your two sons, have them go throughout the entire neighborhood and borrow vessels. And don't borrow a few. Go to everybody's house and just tell them I need to borrow it for a little while. And so they did as he instructed. And he said, when you get all of these vessels in your house, I want you to close the door on you and your sons. And I want you to take this little cruise of oil and begin to pour it into those great big vessels. And the conventional wisdom would say, there is not enough oil in here to even begin to make a dent into one of those vessels. But when she began to pour, hallelujah, out of that little bit, she began to pour, hallelujah, and the God of all supply began to supply every last single vessel that she had. And as long as there was a vessel, there was the God of supply giving her what she need. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you just need to stay before God and watch God do his work. was so much oil there was so much supply that the woman was able to pay off her creditors after she sold the oil hallelujah and lived she and her sons for the rest of their life on what was left over makes me think about another sermon but that's another sermon for another day save the leftovers what am I saying? I'm saying if you're in a situation and, 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 and there are times when you can't depend on agencies of resource, remember that God is really your source. And he has the ability to hold all of the systems of resource in his hand. God says in his word that I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not evil to bring you to an expected end. Hallelujah. I'm with you for the long haul. I won't leave you in the day of adversity. I will supply all of your needs according to my riches. If you can manage to get into your secret closet and begin to pray about it and pray to the source 
Don't argue and fuss and fight. Don't call your girlfriend, your boyfriend on the phone. Uh, hallelujah. What I believe you ought to do is you ought to start calling on the source. Uh, hallelujah. It may go like this. Uh, Father, I stretch uh, my hands to thee. Uh, no other help I know. You are my father. You're rich in houses and land. You hold the wealth of this world in your hands. A cattle on 10,000 hills belong to you. Lord, I'm just asking you to unlock your resources. Hallelujah. I've got a need. Glory to God that you can supply. You're the only one that can help me. Would you help me? I don't want it just because I want to show off. Hallelujah. But I want it. Glory to God. So I won't be worried. Hallelujah. You said be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let this request be made known unto God. Hallelujah. I just want to be free to praise you, free to worship you. I want to be able to go into the house of the Lord and not worry, just give you the glory. Somebody say, take away the worry, Lord. God is saying to somebody today that he's seen your labor of love. He's seen your sacrifice toward the saints. He has seen your service. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm talking about those that really do serve the Lord. Not serve their own interests, uh, but serve the Lord. The Lord say, I see you. I see you. And Paul assures you in the 19th verse that and he begins to literally brag on the Lord when he says, but my God shall. There, there's something about shall that keeps resonating in my spirit. He shall supply all of your needs. Let me say that again. I just, God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But watch this. The psalmist David took it one step farther in Psalm 37. In Psalm 37, he says for us to delight ourselves also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Not only will God give you what you need, I don't hear nobody. Not only will he do for you what you need to be done, satisfy your needs, but God said, if you're willing to demonstrate real love toward him, real obedience toward him, real service toward him, he won't just give you what you need, He'll give you some of what you want. Aren't you glad that you know a God of all supply? 
is there anybody in here that knows that God will not only supply all of your needs, uh, hallelujah, but he'll satisfy some of your wants and desires. Uh, if you're here, just give God a praise. Let somebody know, glory to God, that he truly is Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides for us. Hallelujah. 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 Now, I, now I realize that we get happy when we start talking about God being that kind of material supplier. And I know that we like to talk about it, but we try to steer ourselves away from the thought, the idea of materialism. But last time I checked, we live in a materialistic world. And one of the things I've been able, Elder Thames, to satisfy in my mind is that God doesn't mind us having things. He just doesn't want the things to have us. And for some of us, we start getting things and we allow ourselves to start worshiping the things and stop worshiping the one that actually supplied the things. I'm going to get out of that because I'll mess up a good message. But your needs are not strictly material. Somebody needs extend to the spiritual. And so what Matthew 6.33 says, but seek ye first. Seek ye first. Get spiritual first. Get the spiritual element of serving God down first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And all of these things shall be added unto you. My first obligation, our first obligation to you is to make sure that you understand that Jesus came into this world not just to give us things. His number one goal and objective for coming into the world, uh, hallelujah, was to first and foremost uh, supply us with the gift of salvation. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 1 that she shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is Jesus supplying the sacrifice that we needed. The shedding of blood that was required. The paying of the ransom that nobody else could pay in order to save us out of the mess that we had found ourselves in. Out of the debt, out of the dysfunction, out of the sin. And I praise God for the bloody supply, hallelujah, that covers my soul. And has turned me in, uh, hallelujah, from a nobody. I said the blood, uh, the blood, the supply, the blood has turned me from a nobody into a royal priesthood. 
They missed that over there on that side. I said that the blood of Jesus that supplied your very soul, uh, that snatched you out of sin uh, and depravity, uh, glory to God, uh, hallelujah, that supply uh, has brought you from the nobody uh, on the way to a priesthood. I bless God for it. Hallelujah. Thank God that he reached down one day. Hallelujah. And caught my fallen soul. Save me from a devil's hell. Somebody ought to praise God if he doesn't do anything else. With Jesus on the inside, it doesn't matter whether or not I have this world's goods or not. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and tell them, you're still somebody. If they didn't hear you on there, go find somebody else and tell them you are somebody in the Lord Jesus. Without a dime in your pocket, you are still a child of the Most High God. You're still connected to the source. Ephesians 2.6 says that, that he has raised us up together. Look at you. That he has raised us up together. I'm talking about Jesus. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. With Jesus on our side, all we have to do is to think about the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. And know that God has promised that everything is going to be okay. How do I know that? Because he that has begun a good work in you shall, there's that word again, shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let somebody know I'm a child of the king, that my father is rich in houses, in land, in benefits, in healing, in blessing. My father is rich. Hallelujah. He promised that no good thing would he withhold from me. I'm going to close, but let me close with this. In the book of St. Luke chapter 12, beginning at verse 29, it says, And seek ye not what ye shall eat. Tell somebody, don't worry. Seek not what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. Neither be ye of a doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. Your father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. Now here's the part that made me shout. He says, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's, your source's pleasure. It is God's pleasure. He gets excited. He enjoys doing this for you. It is the father's pleasure to give to you the kingdom. 
is there anybody in here that can get their mind wrapped around closely what God is trying to do in this hour? If you are saved, if you've been washed in the blood of Jesus, if you've been sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, hallelujah, the devil knows that you are somebody. If you know that God is your source, that he is a very present help in the time of need, in the time of trouble, glory to God, I am telling you, I don't know where you are, but I'm saying to you, you need to shake this image off of yourself of not having enough. Shake off the spirit of fear and lack. Hallelujah. Learn how to hold your head up, square your shoulders back, stand tall in the full vesture of Jesus Christ walk like you know that you got the source talk like you are acquainted with the source and begin to give God praise even though you don't see it yet I'm not sure that the people have read the word of God enough I just find it amazing of all the stuff that God says about us and his commitment to us. He says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but you, not everybody else, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, a holy nation who has been called out of darkness into this marvelous light called out of darkness into this marvelous light my God your God is willing to meet every need that you have in your life I'm going to quit with this scripture one that we all know and you can help me quote it as we go out David said here it is David again David said in Psalm 23 that not you not you not you or you as much as I like you not the people that have just bought brand new cars and brand new homes we know that you got some resource but David said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want, I shall, okay, not be in want. I don't have to want for anything because he is my shepherd, my source. He meets every need that I have. He says, he maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He's concerned about every part of me. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And even in those times when I'm walking through the valley, of the shadow of death I don't have to fear any evil why because thy rod 
and thy staff. I got them on either side of me. They comfort me. They assure me that God has got me. I don't worry about, hallelujah, what I'm going to eat because the Bible said he prepareth a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He anointeth my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Hallelujah. He's not going to leave me alone. He's going to be with me all of the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever. Somebody that loves God, give him a praise. My God shall supply. Would you stand all over the building? I want to pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Do you, do you understand why the angels bow before him and heaven and earth towards him? Do you understand why there's so much of this commotion going on in heaven? because we really do have the privilege of serving a mighty God. Uh, and, and we need to be all in. Not just operating on the periphery. Not just name dropping. But really being all in. I want to pray an assurance for someone that's been feeling like the resources aren't there and perhaps you have been looking for resource in the wrong places remember I said if you go to the source the source controls the resource because even the resource has to get it from the source And so I want to pray for you with bowed heads. Precious Father, we come thanking you, Lord Jesus, for the privilege and the opportunity here. We realize that it's still you. Thank you, O oh God, for using this vessel of clay. But I understand, God, if you don't, you don't speak, then the people will have nothing to hear. They'll have nothing to govern themselves by. Somebody, O oh God, needs to be reassured they need to know like the man with leprosy that not only are you able but you're willing that if we would just give ourselves over to the obedience of God that we would delight ourselves in him God that you would open up the windows of heaven to us that you would be the kind of source and resource that we need in every situation. 
God, there are so many different needs here on this morning. God, some stem from material. Others are quite spiritual. Others are mental and emotional. But you are the God of all supply. You know what we need and you know how to get it to us. And so we come to you because you said that we could. Your word says to come boldly before the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. We're not coming just so you can meet our need and we can go our way and show off. We come to you today, God, because we really need you. We need to be connected to you. You are the vine and we are the branches and we need to stay connected to you, Lord. And so we would that you stretch out your mighty hand Speak a word, oh God, over somebody's life now. In the name of Jesus. God, especially if they don't know you. In the pardoning of their sins. Lord, give them to know that you said in your word that they would confess with their mouths the Lord Jesus. Believe in their hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead. They shall be saved. And it automatically puts them in line to begin to receive even more of the blessings of God. Lord, we thank you today, God, that we have an high priest that can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, that is tenderhearted toward us, ready, willing, and able, God, to come and meet every need that we had. For you said in your word, and we close with this, and my God shall supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus and we thank you for that word and we give you praise for that word right now in the name of Jesus somebody that can attach their faith to that word just begin to praise God praise him right now hallelujah praise him praise him for a breakthrough praise him because you know he's able and he's willing to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. We want to go very quickly into our communion celebration. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.